I'm Tara. I'm Ryan. We love Disney movies. So we decided to watch them all, from Snow White to Frozen 2 and beyond. Each episode, we'll watch a different Walt Disney Animated Studios film and tell you all about it. Did we like it? Does it hold up? Who's our favorite hero? Or villain. We'll give you history and fun facts about each movie. And sometimes, we'll invite our friends to watch along with us. So put on your tiara. Or your evil crown. And join us on our adventure. This is Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. Hello, listeners. We are back, and this will be our last full episode. I know we said we were going to do Princess and the Frog, but... We lied. We lied, and we're doing (laughs) Enchanted instead. I did not see what year this came out, and that's probably... 2007. Yes, so it actually came out before Bolt. So it fits before Princess and the Frog. It's a little bit, yes, but... Um, we had some scheduling, but this is, I, I cannot tell you how excited I am to watch this today. I'm very excited to watch it, and I think opening the second season with Princess and the Frog will be equally as good as closing out the yes, season with it. I think it's it's a good place to be. So one thing we want to talk about before we get started is we have a guest in studio. Who, we have a very special guest. A very special guest who may or may not uh make her presence known we'll see i'm willing to bet she will she will definitely um we have posy the corgi uh if you remember molly from our uh lilo see, thank you lilo and stitch episode uh it's her, her pup is here today while they are in disney world yeah which is very exciting but uh posy is a little more talkative than lady luck so we may get a little bit more from her uh, i'll try and edit out as much as possible but sometimes that might not be the case so just in case you hear a little yippy dog that is She's not a yippy. She's dog. not yippy. She's Don't describe a, her like well, that. Well, she's bark got a is, higher bark than Lady, yeah. but Lady mm-hmm. has also got a very deep bark. So yeah, you might hear some additional dog barks in this episode. So to all our dog lovers out there, uh, it's it's been fun. Have you enjoyed having two dogs around? I have. Lately? I have very much enjoyed having two dogs. I don't know if Lady's enjoyed. Lady <laughs> loves Posey. They're BFFs, but Lady, Lady likes, likes her space. Well, she likes and her downtime. I will say, Lady has been more affectionate to us. Yes, because Posey, because we're showing affection to more than just her. So yes. she has been like, don't forget me, guys. But let's get back into the movie. Um, first of all, let's talk about the highest grossing films of this year, 2007. Okay. Uh, number three, Spider-Man 3. Uh, number two, Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. And number one, Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. Oh, okay. Uh, other Disney ones we have this uh, year is number nine is National Treasure Book of Secrets. Mm-hmm. We will do National Treasure at some point. Okay. Um, I guess the Simpsons movie is now a Disney property. Ratatouille. Mm-hmm. Uh, also animated news Shrek the third is number four so you know that's kind of what we're looking at this year yeah uh, it got a 93% on Rotten Tomatoes so very high score 75 on Metacritic uh, the sequel we should say is uh, slated for autumn of 2022 on Disney plus yes and, and I believe seen, it's called disenchanted yes I think it's dealing with when, several months after they're married well I think they have a kid like I think oh, she's pushing a okay. car like I think it's I, I'm curious how much about a divorce it is. Like if they get divorced or if it's about just like a marriage that's kind of not as fairy tale as it once was. Mm, I don't know. Yeah. Like that was kind of the stuff they talked about. Yeah. I've seen um, in a magazine, I saw him on location shooting Patrick Dempsey, like in McDreamy. a like, yes, McDreamy in a um, like Prince type outfit. Yes. Yeah. So I will, we'll, I'm, I'm interested to see that. I, I find this movie, and, and we'll talk about our connection in a sec, but I just find it so 
I mean, enchanting is the first word that comes to mind, mm. but so just endearing and delightful. And I think this is when Disney started kind of like this movie to me does a very good job of lampooning the Disney princess movies well without f- making you feel dumb for liking the disney princess movies. yes it's a well, celebration and a little bit of poking fun at it yeah the director said that there are thousands of disney references and I, in one of my notes i say there's so many easter eggs and i have a lot of them I that too, i want to yes. that i want to share in a little bit here but he said it almost became an obsession how how many references could they put into this film ones that are somewhat like oh you'll notice them and then ones that you you may never notice that they're there. Yeah, and I think some also of it the is... names of characters represent names mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. real people. Real uh, people, fake people. Apparently, uh, Adina Menzel's character's last name is Tremaine. Yes, I which have. I that. did not know. Yeah. I did not know. Mm, but which like, is the stepmother, Lady yeah. Tremaine from Cinderella. Which is funny because I don't think she ends up being like she's obviously the the the. She's um, Nancy Tremaine is her character's yes. name. She doesn't end up being a bad character. It's just I think the daughter is kind of like knows that Patrick Dempsey shouldn't be with her. Like I you know Yeah, also Nancy's character, they pointed out she doesn't sing even she though she had a song at one point. It was a duet with Patrick Dempsey. Yes, yeah. They were gonna it was gonna be like over the credits or at a mm. certain point and they cut it before it got recorded. Yeah. So. She is quoted as saying she was uh honored that they had asked her to adjust for her being an actress, not necessarily a singer, but she has won a Tony and has been nominated twice well, and for the, Tony Awards for her voice. And then she becomes a Disney princess. I was princess. about to say, Disney like circles her. Yes. It's like, we yeah. got to do something with her. Uh, I also wanted to say that uh, it is, a, as you mentioned, it's a blend. It's a homo- homage yeah. to Disney, but it's also a self-parody. So I think, I think because it's both, it doesn't poke fun in the way like Shrek makes fun of things. It yes. does it a little bit more gently and a little bit more like we're all in on the joke and it's all like it's for everyone's benefit. So the way I thought of it rewatching the like making of stuff was you look at the scene of how how does she know where they do the entire giant musical number in Central, in Central Park, Park, which I have some specific things about in a little bit. Well, we'll go into that in that in a sec. But the thing is, is the whole time Patrick Dempsey is like, how do all these people know to sing? And he's making jokes that you would make in a Shrek movie. But I think in the Shrek movie, the character who's like, look how stupid this is. Yeah, folks. he's way more genuine. He, well, it's not character. even he's genuine. It's they're taking the approach of, well, Patrick, if you would just join in on us singing, I think you'd have a whole lot more fun. Yeah. Like the movie wants you to also sing this song and mm-hmm. also be in a musical yeah. number as this is opposed to pointing at the fact that musical numbers are silly. Well, and I believe it had extras. Listen, we, we'll get we'll to get the, into there because there's a later. lot yeah. of stuff. I'm almost wondering, I, I think we need to go through the, I think I'm going to say something to the audience. If you haven't watched this movie, I think you should watch it before we talk about the, before we say, and you should stop right now and watch it. And not necessarily because there's spoilers, but just to kind of go in as a blank slate. Yes. If yeah. you've seen it before... I think we should go through all the like things to watch this time. Yeah, I agree. I've got 
I don't, I'm gonna, you're not the you the audience are not gonna see this, but Tara, that's all just references. Oh that yeah, I have several right pages too. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh, the first thing I do want to mention is that it was nominated for three Oscars. They hmm. were all for original songs, so it was three really? nominations in one category, and they didn't win though. No, did they? it was nominated for "That's How You Know," "So Close," and "Happy Working Song." Happy Working Song. I, I, I'm jumping the gun here, but it is it is my favorite. Song. Over that's how you know. Yes. Wow. Happy working song is is again is is touches the comedic tone of this movie. Mm. I think that's how she knows is pretty spot on perfect with the uh, genuine the gen, the genuineness is that a word of this movie. Yeah. Whereas happy working song is it's it's I think it's hilarious. Like it, I will laugh out loud during it, even though there's yeah. not a lot of like. Full on, there are jokes in it, but just the whole idea of like, oh, well, I guess we have to do this song, even though we only have roaches, rats, and pigeons. Yeah. She's like, okay. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> it's just the whole the concept of the song is so funny. Yeah. So it lost to the movie once, and the song was falling slowly, which oh, is really? like one of my. Fa- I love that song. It's a good from song, that. I, I, but like, uh, but that's what it was nominated. That's what it was seen, up against. Have it you was seen also the movie. Once? Yes, yeah. Okay. I saw the movie before. I saw it on oh, okay, on Broadway. Yeah, yeah. uh, well, we didn't see it on Broadway, but we saw it on the stage, Kennedy Center. Yeah, the Kennedy Center. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I I was familiar with the movie. The, the most overpriced Guinness. The big thing about that play is there's a bar oh, that and you, you can, can go, go up, in and yes. or, and drink at the bar slash beforehand, on stage and I think at intermission and it too. Was, yeah, and it was like, would you like eleven dollars for like the the like the you're smallest talking poor? You know, yeah, you're talking theater prices and then East Coast prices, and I was just like, I mean, I gotta have a Guinness, but it was yeah. it was ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, so I have things to look out for. I have fun facts about the show. Uh, I did want to mention a few things about the director as well as uh, mm-hmm. those who wrote the music. It was Alan Menken and Steven Schwartz. Yes. So they have written lots of Disney music. Schwartz did worked on Hunchback and Pocahontas, and he actually worked on Prince of Egypt as well. Oh. So he was did the lyrics for Prince of Egypt. Which okay. I'm starting to find out, for some reason, I thought that was kind of a a movie that watch not a your, lot of people watch your li- tone. listen li- hear me out <laughs> i thought it was I, I thought it was genuinely regarded as not a good movie and i don't know what i'm thinking of because the tweener uh bracket the tweener movie bracket has shown me that it mm-hmm. is beloved and it is listening to some, i saw it in the theater yeah listening to some of the music i think in general the soundtrack is considered to be oh, very the soundtrack good. solid and i knew every word to it at yeah, one point so, in my life so again although we're gonna try and watch all those movies but i think yeah. Prince of egypt has moved up in my estimation okay so uh i also wanted to talk about the director and now i'm looking director kevin lima is that kevin lima who had done the goofy movie in tarzan yes i also have him as some other movies as well he 102 dalmatians yes (laughs) and the wonderful world of disney right so he did a a few other yes i don't think he's done much director wise since this movie uh he describes is her character's name it's giselle, giselle right yes he describes giselle as 80 percent snow white with traits borrowed from cinderella and sleeping beauty with the spunkiness of ariel, ariel? yeah which i, I think, think is a-, a great blending uh of the disney princesses and i think you can see that quite a bit in mm-hmm. this film the other thing i wanted to mention hold on I have several pages of notes, if you can hear that, Uh, is this film marks the return to traditional animation to a Disney feature film after the company's decision to go full computer animation in 2004. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of wanted to make a note about that. Well, I have an additional note because 
this, Disney. This shocked me. It's not Disney. Yes, animation. it's the it's um, James Baxter's company. Yes, I've got it, and it, they did uh, Curious George. Well, James Baxter himself also that did the studio. The, the, that that animator did the animation for Belle, Rafiki, and Quasimodo. So he's oh, a Disney. So he's a luminary. Disney person, and yeah. then went and did his own studio. Yeah, got he, it. He also worked on Prince of Egypt at some point, I believe. I saw mm-hmm. on there. So okay. Um, yeah. So, so it that sounds was interesting like to me. We be- should be doing Prince of Egypt soon. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, I, it was just funny because they had fired a lot of their, let go a lot of their animation, and those who weren't working on princess and the frog like they didn't have anybody extra so that's yeah. when they hired that other company which was a, kind of a shock to me i didn't realize it was it was disney animators but ex-disney animators mm. so one of the facts i read was that there were over 300 actresses that auditioned for giselle and amy adams was 275 oh really Th- that was her number yeah there was a list of other people who were considered for her role i kate didn't write H- it down i got a few kate hudson reese witherspoon um, oh, okay. We're two, we're two big ones they were pushing, but didn't go. Do you know the whole thing with why uh, her animated counterpart doesn't look like Amy Adams? Well, I read that they wanted to make her as part of one of the Disney princesses lineup, and they realized they'd have to pay for her lifelong, the it, lifelong rights to Amy Adams' right. likeness. Like, so that's why she wasn't Amy Adams' version wasn't included right. as a Disney princess. Well, it was also because then they thought, well, we'll just do the animated version, and they were kind of like, well, I don't think anyone will know who this is. Yeah, but it's interesting because I remember that was a fact I heard a long time ago. But it was the thing they talked about was Carrie Fisher apparently had like some deal and that was a oh, lot of money she got. Interesting. Did. Yeah. Um, did you read about how this was originally like supposed to happen in like 1997 and all this stuff saw about that, the original one? I saw that it had been in, not necessarily in production, but had been talked about mm-hmm. and thought of since the 90s. But I didn't really go down that rabbit hole as to what it meant. I think I read something about it being rated more R-rated at well, one point? yes, it was. And not actually R-rated, but there was a lot more raunchy comedy in it yeah. because it was in the late 90s that was like American Pie and something yeah. and all those. And so there was apparently a scene where Giselle was mistaken for a stripper at a bachelor party and oh, things like that. So like... I don't know. I, I don't know if they were willing to talk about like even like if that was about how raunchy it was or yeah. if that was just the only one they were willing they to They were willing talk to share. About. Yeah. Uh, I also read that it was the first full length Disney live action traditional animation movie since Roger Rabbit yes. in nineteen eighty eight. Even though they don't really the the they don't really match up. There's a lot more of, you know, them dealing it was interesting watching it because it's it's not like the live action characters are interacting with the animated characters much other than mm-hmm. like I think I forgot the character's name, but Timothy Spall's character looking in at Narcissa, the the, the Nathaniel the Queen Nathaniel, yes, mm-hmm. Nathaniel. Nathaniel's glad I'm here. Mm-hmm. Uh, he always wants me near. Uh, but he when he talks to her, she's animated, like yeah. in, the, in the like he talks to her in something weird, like a puddle or something. Yes, yeah. Um, but there is a lot of stuff from Roger Rabbit in like Happy Working Song, where she had a dress that had a rig that like. There's a lot of actual uh elements of physical elements there's a scene where she's scrubbing with all the rats yeah the rats are cgi 
but the scrub brushes and everything are moving on their own. Her dress is being like actually moved. Oh, interesting. And they add in that stuff. Now it's CG, but it's there's a lot a lot of similar stuff that they did from Roger Rabbit. Yeah. Speaking of her dress, her wedding dress that she wears weighed 45 pounds. Yes. And just for reference, this is a, a personal thing I found. The proton packs from Ghostbusters weighed about 60. So this is just slight, oh, not wow. much. <laughs> they said, from what I read, her stunt double taught her how to move in the dress mm -hmm. so she could be comfortable in it. Well, as comfortable as she could. And apparently the entire weight was on her hips. So she said a lot of times it felt like she was in traction. Which, oh, so it was like not comfortable to no, wear. It's big metal hoops that yeah. keep you kind of fluffy like that. Uh, also, we were talking earlier about how... Um, I think you almost got it. Adina Menzel. Okay. I don't even know if I'm saying it okay. right. We're just going with this pronunciation. <laughs> uh, Menzel's, I'm going to just say. That's why I feel like I always second guess how to say her name because of John Travolta's uh, mishap with saying her name wrong. But we were talking about how she doesn't sing. And even though that's the case, there were several non-singers that made their debut in this film, including Patrick Dempsey. He had never sung in anything before. Does he sing in the film? Yes. I believe he sings in uh, How... How did she know? How does she know? How you... I think it's How Do You Know. How Do You Know? Yeah, I think so. You uh, guys know what we're talking about. We're professionals. <laughs> uh, so I thought that that was kind of interesting. I also have some information about what was the most challenging shoot so out of all of the what do you think was the most challenging shoot for you it's the guess. central park because yes. so, it rained there was so many people like there's all sorts of yes stuff. you have all of my I know, I all of my facts i i did want to go back real quick to the singing uh, thing a amy adams did you know she took singing lessons to do this she was one of the oh no i didn't know that she did it specifically she goes well i this is me i wanted this to be all of my role i want to sing i want to do this yeah so that's great good for her and everything uh the back to because i'm not done with the central park excuse me excuse me uh, it was a five minute scene it took 17 days to shoot and yes. as you said it was because of a lot of changing weather uh it only allowed for seven sunny days so mm -hmm. out of those 17 days only seven of them were sunny when they filmed also filming uh was hampered is what i read due to uh mcdreamy <laughs> fans yeah, I read this too. They kept screaming, McDreamy! Yeah. Like while the camera was shooting. And he, they'd go, you have to go over there and tell them to be quiet. And yeah. he'd go and be like, hey guys. Uh, you like, know. thank you for like, because I feel like it was at the height of him yes, being McDreamy absolutely. when this came out. Uh, okay, I'm looking over my notes to see a lot of other things I have are like things to look out for. So I don't know if you have any other specific uh, facts. All right. So I, I would say now, if this is your first time watching it, maybe go ahead and watch it. If you want to hear, unless you want to hear all these, these, I, cause I have a ton to let's yeah. just start hitting the references. Okay. Ready? We'll just and go back and go. Oh, and we'll go back and forth. Yeah. Okay, okay. We'll do that. You do one. I'll do one. Yeah. And then we'll see if we have okay. ones that repeat or whatever. Okay. So when Edward is on top of the bus, uh, there's people riding by on tour buses next to him and they're pointing and laughing. Do you have this? No. So now oh, I'm excited to hear this They're pointing and laughing. They're real tourists. They're not oh, extras. Really? So That's they were funny. just real tourists in the city. Yeah. Um, I'll put my other one on the thing. When the woman comes out, they're saying that her haircut kind of looks like a hidden Mickey. 
Oh yeah, is it the bus driver? Yeah, the bus driver yeah. kind of has two I read, like, buns. So I read that, and I read the other hidden Mickey is apparently when they go to okay, this is a double Easter egg. They go to a restaurant, Edward and Giselle, and it's called Bella Notte mm-hmm. after the song from Lady and the Tramp. Apparently, the green peppers. It's an Italian restaurant too, don't they get? They get pizza. Oh, and yeah, the green the peppers. The green peppers are Mickey, like That's shaped insane. like Mickey. So that was the other hidden Mickey that I had. All right. Um, so there's a lot of characters. I'll, I'll, we'll go into this. There's some Disney princesses who make a live action uh, debuts in this. I but have I w- all the debuts. I do too. But oh, I want to okay. talk about the newscaster who I didn't get her name. But her name is, a, it's it's three names that oh, are I a, have it. a combination of the actresses who did Aurora, Cinderella, and Snow White. Her name, I believe, is Mary Eileen Casalotti, if I'm yes. saying that right. And those are the three names. Mary is, Mary Costa is the voice of Sleeping Beauty. Eileen Woods is the voice of Cinderella. And Adriana Casalotti is the voice of Snow White. Okay. So again, I might not have said each name. I might not have pronounced it right, but that's that's where that comes from. So I believe we're now on to your, you have a reference so do you want me to share where the princesses are or did you want to take that one? I want to take that one. Okay, so I'll do or a no, different no, you one. Do that I'll one do a different I'll... one. Well, okay. okay. I have a lot. Go. So in the law firm where Robert Phillip, Patrick Dempsey works, he it's called Churchill, Harline, and Smith. And they are the surnames of the songwriters from Snow White and the Seven wow. Dwarfs. Did you also know that the people he's dealing with, specifically who are thinking about getting divorced, are Mr. and Mrs. Banks? No, that's a good one. No. <laughs> Another Mary Poppins connection. Mm-hmm. Apparently one of the elderly male dancers appeared in Mary Poppins as a chimney sweep. Yes. Uh, there's a really cool thing. This is not really a reference. And Julie Andrews is the narrator. I guess you're doing two in a row. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. So, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> sorry. It was just another Mary Poppins connection. Well, apparently, in the there were there was a lot of uh, the, I watched the whole thing on um the Central Park thing and there was a lot of like hip-hop dancers and they got all different types of dancers to do it and they were talking about how great grateful they were to be working with these older like luminary dancers who yeah and stuff like that and kind of got this opportunity for everyone to mix and match and do that sort that's of thing that's really cool uh also speaking of the law firm let's go into the uh uh princesses and live action debuts jody benson the mm-hmm. voice of ariel is uh has a has a pretty meaty role in this she's She's, a secretary yeah i think she's in more than one scene and giselle is looking at the fish tank and as she's doing that you can hear part of your world yes um also there's a part where they're watching tv i'm going to cover a couple in this because that tv has a couple different things yeah i have the tv have a couple different things too Paige o'hara is the character um in the is playing the woman on the soap opera Paige o'hara the voice of bell yes She is playing a character named Angela after Angela Lansbury, and she's talking to a character named Jerry after Jerry Orbach. That's great. That I didn't know. (laughs) I didn't have that second part. That's really great. Did you... And and apparently the the background kind of sounds a little bit like Beauty and the Beast when you Mm. listen to it. Did you have the other two Disney shows and movies that are on TV? No, but I have a third princess that makes an appearance. So do you want to say her first? Well, before we do that, let me you can do that one, but let me go to the the, the other TV. TV shows. When it cuts back to um Nathaniel and I forgot the the prince's name. I know that J- James Marsden, but there's the, Edward? Can, yes, Edward. You can hear a little bit of Pigel on Parade, the little oh, dance part. Oh, yes. And then there's something with Dumbo I read, but I don't know. I don't know the Dumbo. That's Pink, That's Pink Elephants. Elephants. Sorry, but sorry, sorry. Fun and Fancy Free when they cut back. The, you remember the one with 
they go Jiminy Cricket goes over to uh, Edgar Bergen's house and they're the guy who's the ventriloquist. Oh yeah. So they'll show some of that when they're Oh, that's really fun. The third princess is the singing voice of Pocahontas. Mm-hmm. And her name is Judy. I didn't get her name. I K-U-H-N. Kuhn. I think Kuhn. it was Kuhn. Uh, G- or Kuhn. Kuhn. One of those. She uh, is, Edward goes around knocking on apartment doors in search for Giselle. The first door that opens is her. Well, the one so. who's got all, he's, he's, she's like, I'm looking for my princess. And he's like, she's like, you're a little late. And there's a bunch, she's got like five kids. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. I see. You know this movie right. way well, more I, than I do. Um, uh, I got a couple, I got another one. Oh, I've got some more too. I, listeners, can you tell we're being a little competitive with right. these well, facts? I, I would just say the facts, <laughs> but Tara has to, has to be the one to say them. Uh, <laughs> well, it sounds like you want to say them all. That's I'm actually, not fair. I'm actually almost done. Um, I've got I've got some ones about the animated sequences. Is that okay if I jump in with that? Yeah, I don't think I have those. Because there's one thing that's kind of a fact, but also a reference. So she makes a fake version of her prince. Mm-hmm. Remember, like with a bucket head? Yeah. Um, there's a scene where she holds up the jewels to her eyes like dopey. Mm-hmm. But then when she puts it on, um, it's, you know, that whole making a fake prince is like kind of Sleeping Beauty, kind of uh, Ariel finding the statue of Eric, etc. But if you look at that thing, it doesn't look like Edward. It looks like McDreamy. Oh, that's like really it's got, cool. And it's wearing the thing he wears, which is kind of like the Beast's outfit almost yeah. in the ballroom. Oh, that's really neat. Like That's a got, really cool right, connection. Right, because he's got these big, beautiful blue eyes and that's dreamy oh my goodness i didn't know you were saying i loved patrick dempsey they both both i will say one thing i I would take either of their hair that like wavy kind of Uh just a little long Ooh, that's the kind of hair i wish i had pepper his hair is salt and pepper now yeah um uh well now that we're <laughs> done with our mcdreamy rant uh i not just mcdreamy i want to say edward's really uh, yes too. edward is very ja- handsome played too. by james marsden actually there's a lot of really like good looking people in this movie now james marsden i took a girl i was dating at a time to go see 27 dresses and she said he looks like your your very handsome cousin which thank you question yeah mark. i had i dated some girls <laughs> who were mean to me um but i was like i'll take it yeah like like if if you think i look anything like him that's fine yeah uh robert and giselle mm-hmm. take an elevator so this is mcdreamy and amy adams take an elevator to his apartment and there's a brief moment apparently where the camera zooms in on the elevator floor display and it apparently has a startling resemblance to Tower of Terror, and it has one oh, through twelve no. <laughs> floors. Like it's just got it stops at twelve. Right. So I wanted to be able to look out for that. Do you have more? Ballroom scene looks like Beauty and the Beast. He's wearing kind of a beast outfit. I think that's about all I got. Okay, I've got one or two more. All right. Uh, I guess you had more than me. <laughs> this is the part. This is what I do. <laughs> uh, at the end of the movie, Nathaniel is signing copies of his book in a bookstore. And I don't know how quick this is. So it, I want to try to look out for it if we remember it. So it might happen quickly. But apparently there's a poster in the bookshop or the bookstore that advertises a cookbook, Meriwether's Guide to Baking. That's funny. Isn't that great? And yeah, it's it's because Meriwether yeah. and Flora had that fight about how to do the cake. Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, another thing we always look out for the goofy hollers. There's a goofy yes. holler in gear and it's when the troll tosses is tossed through the air by the tree. I think mm-hmm. it's also the tree she falls into. Yes. So that, uh, and then I have just one other connection to a princess. And again, 
there are apparently thousands of references. So listeners, I'm putting a call out to you before I share this last one. If there's anything that we didn't share or even when we come back that we don't catch, we would love to hear from you on the Facebook group in an email. Like if you catch a reference Mm -hmm. that we haven't mentioned, because I am sure there are so many in this film that we might catch now because we've done this podcast, but also I'm sure there are ones we're going to miss. Uh, but the last one I have is Giselle is barefoot when she meets Prince Edward, and that's a tribute to Sleeping Beauty. And I feel like I remember us talking specifically about Sleeping Beauty being barefoot on that episode of I the have, podcast. I have another barefoot fact that I, that's why okay. I choked. And that was my last one. Well, Patrick Dempsey, apparently Amy Adams didn't want to wear shoes while they were filming the dance scene because mm. she was more comfortable and he accidentally tore off her toenail. <gasps> I did read that, but I didn't <laughs> understand. They didn't put it in context like yeah, that. So I was confused what it meant. So I didn't write just, it like, down. just snuck into her thing. No, I, 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 I assumed it happened on set, but like it didn't really give details. So I didn't want to like say it because yes. I didn't know how it happened. But yes, it was I did read the dance that. Scene. Oh, goodness. That's awful. Well, yeah, I feel like. Yeah. 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 Um, so th- that's why when you said something about Bare uh, barefoot, I started choking because I was like, oh, I forgot about this fact. Yeah. Um, I, I might have a do few more in here. Do we want to talk but... about our personal connection to this film or do we want to do that when we come back? Let's do that when we come back. We spent enough time doing this. It's time okay. for us to take the uh, VHS out of the clamshell and stick it in the VCR. See you on the other side, listeners. Hello, fairy tale friends. We're back. Uh, hello, Posey. I see you. <laughs> um, uh, great. Always great. Wonderful. This is one we didn't talk about it uh, in the first half, but this is one that we love as a couple. Uh, Ryan has loved on his own. Did I watch it before we got together? Yes, I'd I never seen it. I don't remember it. the first time I saw it. I had never seen it, and you were like, "We need to watch this movie." It's really. I, I love it. Like. I, there are movies I have that I would never call like in my you know top whatever, but they're like infinitely rewatchable for me, and this yeah, is one of them. It's so good. Like there's some there's some parts near the end where I'm kind of like okay okay, but there's some parts yeah of the movie I that think I love. I think the ending could have been trimmed a little bit, and we'll get there. Yeah, it's it's a little long. Uh, do we want to just talk about our connection as it comes up in the movie? Well, I mean, we can just say what happened was we watched it on a Valentine's Day, and we drank we, an entire bottle of wine. We drank uh, probably even more than that. We were feeling good, listeners, and I uh, have lots of instruments for my job, like handheld percussion instruments, and we may have gotten out all of my instruments and played along to "How Do You Know?" Yes, and it was wonderful, and it's one of my top ten memories, I think, of I, us. I will say there was a moment before we uh, started recording where I'm like, "Do we want to have a couple drinks before we do this one?" Like, oh, and kind of recreate yeah, it. But yeah, I don't know. That could go uh, could go sideways yeah, fast. Go, yeah, <laughs> uh, but no, it was just like this really like fun moment. We were just like hilariously laughing, and then it was late, and we were like, "I, I'm." wondering what our neighbors thought nobody ever like came to us or knocked on our door yeah, we or were anything. in an apartment at that point but, yeah so, we yeah. were definitely in an apartment above people and with people on either side of us 
Uh, and then there's one clip in here, which we'll talk about when we get to it, that yes. no matter when I watch it, I cry laugh. And it happened she again. She laughed. So I'm like, <laughs> you know what's happening. There's nothing. so good. I love it. It's so funny. I love it we'll, so much. We'll get there. Uh, um, one thing we want to do kind of going forward with the podcast is we're really trying to, you know, we want to keep doing these, but... You know, we're no longer stuck in the house all the time for quarantine. So we have like lives we're trying to do. So we're going to try and attempt. Tara's having a really hard time with this. I am. Just thinking about this. But we're going to attempt to keep the second part of the of the, of the the podcast a little shorter. So we're going to try Not and go through it. Not going beat for beat, which is hard for me, as you know, listeners, because I tried to take less notes and I still have several pages of notes. But Well, I will say, and we'll start from the beginning, that it starts out with the Disney castle and then does a quick zoom in Well, the I even have a note before that. Good God in heaven. <laughs> what, what could it possibly be? Well, that it was rated PG. We didn't talk about that. And I thought it was interesting because it was rated PG for scary images and mild innuendos was the the language. Have we talked about on the podcast about my as a young child fear of ugly women? Like I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast, but I think you need to give some more details. It's to the that. the librarian from Ghostbusters when she yes. changes. Um, the woman who's like boo from Princess Bride really bothered me. Like mm-hmm. anytime it's like a hag like an they older make woman well when they make not just an older woman like they make them look like like a, a hag. yeah mm-hmm. so in this movie we have a hag that i was I, when i watched it i was like oh i would not have been able to watch this when i was a kid yeah it would have yeah. made me terrified the but real life version the innuendo is so light yeah I, I was wondering if you picked up on anything that i didn't there's the part where the girl goes you know boys only want that one thing and just i was like what and she goes i don't know no one will tell me yeah like, which i think was a good joke yeah but and i, I think, think it's it, still innuendo i guess yeah and there's a couple things where like with nathaniel talk, and the evil queen i guess there's some of eh, i meant more like when the guy comes out there's there's a couple like gay references that I, you know, not being a, a gay person myself, I didn't find them homophobic, but they were a little like, I think they handled them well because it's like, I'm looking for a prince and no one seemed like, that's bizarre. They were like, oh, okay. Like, yeah. Well, and then when he knocks on apartment doors, he knocks on like a biker <laughs> guy's door who seems very happy. Yeah. But I mean, I think that maybe the imagery of a biker guy is like, someone sitting around in leather is, yeah. Is a gay man, like, might be weird. I don't know. There's some of that stuff in there, but like we're also trying to get to the point where we don't think of just the fact that there are gay people as sexual innuendo, just like the fact that there are straight people wouldn't be considered sexual innuendo, yeah. right? Yeah, the other thing that we noticed is Nathaniel is in a lot of racially insensitive uh, cultural... Well, the first one is just like, I have no idea what, what that accent is, but weird... he's, a, he's a food vendor in Central Park. And then the second one, he's an Italian waiter right. in maybe, an Italian restaurant. And then the... I feel like is a little okay. They increasingly get worse. The third, the third, one, third is, one, he's a taxi cab driver. And he's wearing a long beard in a, in a turban, which he didn't need to be. He wasn't hiding from anyone. No. It was just a joke for the, like, yeah. look at him wear a turban. He's a taxi driver. Isn't that funny? It was like, okay. Yeah. So that's just something else to look out for. But The movie in general is pretty heteronormative. It's something I brought up where it was all like, mm. oh, you need to find a man for you and your uh, prince. women. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. So, you know, let's see. Let's hope that's something they address in the next one. I don't, you know, we'll see. It's, it's, I feel like movies that are in production now and beyond may do some of that stuff, but I think yeah. that, that movie is coming out pretty soon. But 
Yeah, and I don't know when the script for that was written because with COVID, it may have been something that was supposed to go into production, but they could always do rewrites, I, I guess. I will say they've been working on the, that movie for a while. Yeah. Like this, I feel like this didn't do great, but like it's had like a really good home video. Yeah, and I think once it was, it was debuted on like Disney Plus Day, it was like one of the yeah. things they added. It I was, think it was a big yeah. deal. Um, so, so now after we said that we were going to go through faster, let's start on the movie. <laughs> they go through the castle and it comes to, you know, of course, the traditional like pedestal with a book on it. But the book is a pop-up book. So yes. that's how they change it a little Very bit, which cool I like. Very cool imagery. Mm-hmm. And it's talking about there's the evil stepmother who wants to keep the crown and her son. So she's kept her son, her stepson from finding someone. And then we cut to Giselle who has no job, has no parents, but apparently just sit, gets does everything with animals. The animals. <laughs> and it's a very Sleeping Beauty Cinderella vibe. She's yes. in like a Sleeping Beauty style cottage and she's dreaming. She had a dream of her prince and, you know, she's making him out of things that the animals are bringing to her. Now, I will contest, although we did find out that James Marsden does have blue eyes. Does the actor have blue eyes? I don't know. The, I animated, the character animated character had did. blue eyes as Edward. I, I definitely think that with because it had like a it looked like a blue. It looked like what I still agree Patrick that it Dempsey looks more like Patrick Dempsey's character, but Edward as an animated person was had blue eyes. Did I ever tell you I, I went to um, grad school with a guy who was like he went by Trick. Mm-hmm. And then like he's like yeah I go by Trick and we're like okay sure because it's you know whatever yeah and then we learned his last name was Dempsey and then one day someone's like wait is Trick short for Patrick and he goes yes oh that's really <laughs> funny it was just that's he was trying to avoid yeah trying Patrick to avoid Dempsey. that that's hilarious but, anyway. uh, but we yeah we meet her and she's got the very very stereotypical Disney princess vibe going on and mm. then we meet Edward and Nathaniel who are hunting trolls. Yes. So I kind of like how we meet them and Nathaniel the way we meet is, them. Nathaniel is trying to keep him hunting trolls so he never meets a girl. But then yeah. here's Giselle. He goes off after Here's her, her voice. That's all very Sleeping Beauty. Giselle, uh, Nathaniel releases the troll. The troll goes to go get Giselle. I don't think he saves her. He catches her when she falls, but like she gets away from that troll herself. Yeah. It's uh, all her and Pip, which Pip is a chipmunk who has like a a New York accent. Brooklyn accent. Yeah, has a New York he's accent. In New York. He's <laughs> so a real kind of chipmunk voice. Yes. Who, and you said that that's the director. Yes. So he's, he did it like when they were shooting the scenes to put stuff in. And then when they were animating him, they're like, well, just get in here and get behind a microphone yeah. and do it. So they make the joke about, you know, they've just met and he's like, and we'll be married tomorrow. And then tomorrow comes and she's going to her wedding. And as she's going, an old woman very Snow White, uh, comes up to her and wants to give her a wedding <laughs> Shoves gift. Shoves her down a, wet, a wishing well. Yeah, wants to give her a wedding gift of having her make a wish and then pushes her right, down Right, but it's it. not like the clever, like, eat this apple or something. She just, yes. like, I was kind of like, why did you have to be dressed as a hag to do that? Why couldn't you just have shoved her in the witching well? I guess, well, she didn't want her to know it was I guess, the evil but queen, I just thought it was funny, but... like, anyway. Um, yeah. I, and did she you think her... that troll looked kind of Shrek-like? Oh, I didn't. No, but maybe. But she sends her to a place where there are no happily ever afters, and it's New York City. So, and this is where we get the real iconic poster look of her coming through. What at first looks like a secret door, but then it's just a manhole. You mean the movie poster? The movie poster for this Mm -hmm. is is her. Like she's in the middle of Times Square in this huge 
dress coming out of, the, out of a Times Square manhole. And every time somebody comes out of that manhole, there's tons of glitter, which I loved. I just, it's just a nice <laughs> touch. Uh, but she pops out of the manhole. And I just thought about like if I was in Times Square and all of a sudden somebody came out of this manhole in a crazy dress, you would think it's like performance Viral art or street artist yeah. or something like that. Uh, but then she does we, such a good job. Like this movie doesn't exist without Amy Adams in this role. I right? agree. She does we a fantastic it. job. It's she's so genuine. She's so sweet, but she plays it. She plays it so well of just because I think Elf. It's got a similar yes, vibe. Also, really it's set in New York, but it's a very similar thing where he comes from this magical fantasy land and then is in this real world and doesn't know how to exist in the real world. Right. She does her own take on it and it works really well because she's got the framework of being a Disney princess. But I think there's a similar thing there. Well, I think this and Elf, which again, good point. I'm glad you thought of that. I did not something I thought of, but yeah, yeah. Well, I think thank this, you. I think this movie is a little less goofy and a little more. I think Elf works because it's also earnest, but this movie is is, is even sincere. more. Ar- it's a yeah. little sincere. Mm-hmm. I agree with but that. I like that both of them do have this kind of reverence for the city of New York, while not exactly shying away from like what it is. Yeah, and you know, I, it's I, a it's a fantasy version, and I think it seems more realistic compared to what Giselle's fantasy is. Yeah. But I do like that, like, later we see the pigeons and stuff, and they're like, I love when he goes, welcome to New York. She's like, thank you. Yeah, like, she's like so, so, so genuine. But we then meet Robert trying to settle a divorce, and we find out that he, you know, does not believe in romance, no fairy tales for his daughter. Mm-hmm. You know, he's very much real world. And uh, his secretary, who's Jody Benson, Jody Benson Again, Ariel. Again, like two or three scenes. Yeah, she kind of points out, like, oh, wow, she, she's... <laughs> That Nancy's a real lucky cat. Like you, she kind of points out that like you know he's just like he's very by the book. Matter of fact, well, we've been dating this long. It's time that I propose. That kind of Mm -hmm. a thing. And so we were joking that he needs to go pick up his daughter, and he just leaves his client in the in the room in the conference room. He's a divorce lawyer. He's a divorce lawyer. So his client and her you know, husband are soon to be ex-husband with his lawyer are, are in the conference arguing room. Arguing and it's like a real like oh, they're arguing over a Hank Aaron baseball card. Uh and he goes, I have to go pick up my daughter. I gotta go. And I'm like, that's a real good lawyer move is to leave your divorce client yeah, in but the it room also, under like heated conditions. It also looks like it's not the first time that they've tried to come in here and settle it. They're like, mm-hmm. okay, so we're just gonna have to pick this up tomorrow. It and was clear they weren't coming to a decision. I think that actor's name is Isaiah Whitlock. I could be wrong, but I th- he's from the the wire, the one that says the really long curse word I can't put on here because oh, yeah. we don't have that long a quack. I don't want to make the quack go quack. Quack, 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 quack. <laughs> uh, but uh, he then, you know, tells her his daughter, he, he buys her this book. Again, he's staying away from fairy tales. He buys her like real women. It's it's like like notable women, women. Yeah, 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 and about how she's going to be a nice stepmother. She won't replace her mother. He's kind of going into that, and then we see Giselle on a billboard. She's found a palace billboard, and she's knocking on it, 
and Morgan just jumps out of the car to like go out and try ca- to help her. In her karate gi, we yeah, see. Like, yeah. There's no mention of it, but she, he's apparently picking her up from, from like, karate. karate lessons. Yeah, which I love. Or taekwondo or something like Some that. Some martial yeah. art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so this is where I wrote the dialogue is so good. You mentioned it earlier when he's like, welcome to New York. And she's like, oh, thank you. But there's so many good moments throughout this where she's so earnest. He's a new yorker he's kind of a grump like he's not mean i mean he's a realist yeah he's not mean by by any i want to say by any means but that he is but but, like he's not like a real new york i mean like we've talked about how like one of the things i like about east coast is like yeah they can seem mean but it's more like they're just not gonna put up with any of your junk yeah they're like if you i'm gonna they're very matter of fact like when I go to New York, like, or I, w- I, this was in Philadelphia a lot, and I talked. I would to say people. Philadelphia and New Jersey yeah. more than New York because you've only been there once. People but. may be mean, but like they're just telling you exactly what it is, and they're just not putting up with they're it. They're very blunt. In Texas, people, I feel like, bless will, your heart, will say something, and the second you walk away, they're making fun of you. Yeah. Then they'll get, they'll get, you'll, they'll have a real opinion of you. So it's just every they just put everything out there. And, yeah. And I think that's what this does. I also think he's a romantic who is like. We find he's out is he's yeah, covering his... everything up through realism. He's like, well, I need to be realist. I need to, I need to accept yeah. that this stuff doesn't exist. Yeah. So but I will also say real quick that like she's funny on her own in this character, but th- she really takes off when he gets to play her straight man. Yes, and, like, I would agree with that. They stuff. do very well as a duo for sure. Uh, Morgan realizes she might be a real princess. He of course thinks she's just a seriously confused woman, and this is where. Uh, it has this Mary Poppins feel when he gets her back to the mm-hmm. house. He doesn't want to take her in. And then he's like, okay, I'll call you a cab. Um, let me help you. And it, it does have that feel of like the child believes in the magic. Yeah. I mean, she kind of hands off the story to her dad. She comes up again later. There's a lot of stuff yeah. with the mom that I'm kind of interested to see where they pick up. The, the mom. Next. I'm not talking about the mom at all. I'm, I'm saying ta- like as the, as the, uh, um, the 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 girl's storyline like she kind of oh. disappears from the story and then she comes back to kind of yeah. be like you know i really like you giselle like you know like yeah. this is what it's like to go shopping with your mom and stuff like that but yeah. she kind of disappears and comes back that's her storyline is dealing with that but those were the stuff I, I i wish you brought up a point where I, I haven't seen anything about is that girl coming back like this came out in like 2007 yeah so, so she would be she'd i guess she'd be 15 years old yeah so i would love if they have her in it in some way shape or form even if it's like she's at boarding school or she's somewhere yeah. right Where like but they i hope they at least well, reference her but i'd love to boarding school i think she'd be a full-fledged like Adult? i've been out of college for oh, three good years point. yeah i think so, she'd be like 25 at this point yeah so yeah it'll be interesting to see if they do that but then i wrote Edward and Pip's arrival is hilarious when they come out of the manhole just because he like he like he dives in head first yes and then he pops up and he's like props himself on the metal that's around right right right, yeah uh, everybody else has a problem getting out of that manhole except for him and Nerissa comes out yeah she comes out pretty good uh but uh when she wakes up and sees the mess and their apartment is very messy but he's a single dad who's a lawyer and has a child okay uh, okay, you have you have more of a better like place to make that statement. Okay, I'll, I I I thought it was really bad. It was pretty bad, 
But I also think when you're a single parent, I think you're focused on like making sure, okay, my kid's fed, my kid's dressed, my kid's off to school, and Mm -hmm. now I have to go to work. So I think cleaning is like lower on your list of like things to do. I just think a divorce lawyer in New York could have paid for someone to come through. Yeah, he probably should have had a maid, but... um, I feel like that's what Nancy says when she shows up. Do you guys finally get a maid? Yeah. So uh, she calls all the animals, and this is where the mice, the pigeons, the flies, and the roaches show up. So for this, the happy I, working, and song. one of the pigeons only has one leg. Well, because was it the one that got hit the window? Yes, and then yeah. the one that does something later that we'll say. Yeah, but a lot of this—I don't know if I brought this up. A lot of this is actually pigeons and rats. Yeah, like I don't know trained. that we talked about it beforehand, but we were talking about it while we were watching Apparently, it. Apparently, baby pigeons are very easy. Like, what they want to do most of the time is go to their trainer. So, like, mm-hmm. all they got to do is put them in a box yeah, and then let them go and they'll go right to their trainer. So, there are a lot of those scenes where it lo- you might think they're doing a lot of like you know fake rats or stuff like when she opens the door and they come through those are pigeons and rats those are real pigeons yeah it's crazy it's Um, really kind of impressive to think about tara had some thoughts as to why giselle knew what a vacuum was because those were in the lyrics of the song she says crud in the kitchen you know let's have a little like uh, i was just uh, saying (laughs) how would she know what a vacuum is she wouldn't because later she there's a lot of stuff she doesn't know yeah but but it's it's, it's a a great great song song, and and the best part is at the end when they finish the song and then it cuts to like a roach standing next to a and pigeon. And cheering. And the roach is like cheering, like and, excited. And the pigeon looks at the roach and just eats it. Just eats it. My favorite. I, I lose it every time. But this is the Mary Poppins magic that I was mm-hmm. referring to where Morgan sees it. It's so like, she's so amazed. And then by the time Robert wakes up, it's just all these vermin in his house. And they're yes. like, we just need to get these animals out of here. So then Giselle discovers the shower. Yes, I guess that's before. Yes, 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 yes. yes. She discovers the shower and he kind of walks in on an accident, but these two pigeons like are giving her the towel towel. like Cinderella. And it's. And she's like, where does the water come from? She's so enthused. It's such a magical place. And uh, that's when Nancy comes in. And of course, there's a riff because she's like, why is there a woman in his apartment who's like basically naked and then also she's it's clear she spent the night and nancy's like you've never let me spend the yeah. night because you wanted a routine for morgan and now you have this strange woman in your house yeah and it was one of the few times when this kind of scene has happened where i was like i i'm totally you know not necessarily on nancy's side but i completely understand she didn't overreact yeah. and i don't think he i think it's how it may have gone in real life if something like that happened. They also do a really good job of having her not be overly... Like, she's just not connecting with Morgan, obviously, but it's yeah. not like... It's, she's it's just, not... She's not like... Over, she's she's forcing... Goes, hey, girlfriend. She's like, girlfriend. She's like, it's trying just like to that. force it, I think. Yeah. She's trying to force the relationship because she's like, let's kick it. And she's like, kick what? Like, <laughs> I, and, and, But I don't think it's like... They're not putting up inequalities as bad. No, no. They're just it's saying just like, Nancy just does not connect with Morgan. But maybe that's because she hasn't really been allowed to spend a lot of time right. with her, right? Yeah. So I love when he runs out to try to get Nancy. He doesn't get to her before she gets in a cab and he comes back up and she's fully dressed. And he's like, where did you find that dress? She goes, I made it. And it's such a good beat because she says she made it. And behind her is the dress pattern cut out of the hanging curtains, uh, which is just, I love that bit so much. Which becomes like a running thing in the show is anytime yes. she gets a new dress, it's like they cut to like the carpet and it's, it was or- the, well, it was curtains from his daughter's room that were laying on the ground. Oh, they were laying on the ground. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, but this is, I wrote only one or two quotes down, but this is one I loved that Robert says, it's like you escaped from a Hallmark card or something. <laughs> like there are a couple ones we really chuckled at. 
So the evil queen manipulates Nathaniel to go get Prince Edward. And while Nathaniel's in the real world, she appears to talk to him. She appears in the fish tank at Robert's office. Mm -hmm. She appears in a pot of soup. Uh, in a restaurant she appears in a water cooler jug and then a martini yeah Yeah. so uh so i guess there's drinking in this we didn't really think about oh yeah we'll we'll get to that at the end uh so prince edward is going around nathaniel finds him he's going around trying to find her and this is another quote i love he's on the top of the bus we didn't see the tourists that they talked about but he's on the top of the bus and he sticks his sword into the top of the bus and he goes the steel beast is dead peasants i set you all free <laughs> he has so many good lines but that one really well, tickled I also me like the bus w- woman being like hold on everybody and she gets out and she's like are you are she's you like, insane Get nobody down puts a uh, sword through my bus yeah. or whatever yeah uh so the next note i have is they're at a deli and it's edward and nathaniel with pip and Nathaniel or Pip overhears Nathaniel getting poison apples from the soup from the, the from Narissa. Yeah, he overhears that that that's the plan, how they're going to um, poison her so they have, don't get married. And we have now reached the scene that I that, cry laugh at that we will put up on the oh, Facebook yeah. page. And it's well, why don't you perform it for us, Terry? I don't think I can do okay, it. Okay, okay. Well, Wait, we'll just you, talk okay. About I'll I'll do it, but I reserve the right to cut it out if I don't like it. Oh, I have final edit. Seriously? Let's, let's hear it. So Pip can't talk. Like Edward doesn't understand him. Yeah, when he comes to New York, he suddenly he just sounds has like squeaky, a chipmunk. So he has to pantomime. And so he starts pantomiming. I can't do the sing songy voice, but he starts pantomiming. Giselle dancing. Giselle dancing. And then Nathaniel, he gets puffy. And Nathaniel, he gets puffy. And he's like, huh. And then. <laughs> no, that was perfect. He's like, hey. Yeah. And he's like, Nathaniel. Yeah. And he's like, Nathaniel. Got it, Nathaniel. And then he points to the soda and he goes, bloop, bloop, bloop. And it like pulls up ice cubes and he picks up an apple. And then he goes. He picks up an ice cube. He picks up an ice cube and he goes, apple? He's switching back and forth between Nathaniel and Giselle. goes, apple? No, thank you. Is good. good. <laughs> and Ryan and I would like for the longest time just Again, say that a, to each by other. By this point, we've gone through most of the bottle of wine. <laughs> but afterwards, like in years it's of still, us, it's still it's a so joke funny. that we say. It's still something like, that we. If we ever have an apple, it's like apple. Apple? No, no thank, thank you. you. Is, is good. good. <laughs> it it will not be as funny probably for anyone else, but I absolutely adore that scene, and, and it, it can happening, make me laugh at a moment's first of notice. All, first of all, we got close to the scene, and you started like <laughs> clapping, like "Hooray, the scene's coming!" <laughs> when when Pip is like running across the deli, you're like, oh, "They're in the deli." <laughs> yes, I love it. It's great. Uh, so we cut back to the office. This is where we see her looking in the fish tank and mm-hmm. Jody Benson, the secretary, is like trying to figure out like how to get her home. And uh, she talks to these clients, the two who were yes. fighting the night before and asks them. She's like, oh, the man, you look so beautiful. Your I love hair, your I hair. love your hair. You look so beautiful. And she's like, don't her eyes just sparkle? And she's like, the who, the man who holds your heart is a very lucky man indeed. And she's like, oh, I wish he knew that. And she's like, is it him? Oh, and then like Robert has to explain divorce to her. And she's yeah, just like. Yeah, and then she just gets so sad. She's like, so they'll be separated forever and ever. And then the other lawyer thinks it's a stunt to just yeah. work them up. And then they storm out. And now it's clear that she's kind of made a mess. 
mess of Robert's work right. environment as well as his personal life. So there's something I want to talk about here. Apparent there's a great Conan interview with Amy Adams where she talks about how she can cry on command. Oh but yeah. She just needs something to talk about. Mm-hmm. And so they start talking about there was a sriracha factory they had to close down because it was causing too much like spice in the air. Oh, I, I get that from when that time you made hot sauce and I like almost died in <laughs> right. our apartment. But she's talking about like, and all those people will be out of a job. And she's like, <laughs> she just can crying. just do it. And I'll have to put it up because it's because they're trying to think of something to talk about. So she's like, I can't just like, I have to be talking. Yeah. And it feels exactly like she's like, what do you mean s- separated for how long? Forever? Forever and ever. Like it feels yeah, like. But it does feel natural starts, when she starts to cry. Well, because it's not a ridiculous subject it's not at a, that point. Well, and it's also not her sobbing. It's her like getting very tearful. I'll have, I'll have to post the Conan O'Brien uh, <laughs> the clip. But she kind of storms out and, uh, you know, he says, I really can't help you anymore. I can give you money, but like. Like, this is too much. I cannot get involved past this. And again, this is where she's very genuine again. She's very much yes. like, she goes, you I'm were sorry. so kind to me. I She doesn't exactly understand what she's done, but she's like, I'm sorry if I've... I forget made, what she says, but it's but perfect. But it's very genuine. It's a, and she, and yeah. she walks away and then he finds her talking to a woman who's going to feed the birds, the birds for, for a just dollar a dollar bag. a bag. So it made us think of Mary Poppins, but she gives her all of the money. And she's like, well, you gave me money. Well, she goes, because the woman's like, I saw Edward. He was on my bus this morning. He tried to kill me. And where we go, oh, she's not crazy. She's not she crazy. Actually- Edward actually did try to kill her <laughs> and he was a prince. Like, so that bit I thought was funny. But also she gives him, she gives the woman all her money and he goes, you can't just give people money. And she's like, well, you gave me yeah. money. And he's like, that's different. And I love, there's so many moments like that throughout the film that I think work really well. Mm-hmm. But now we go into um the nicest version of Central Park. I Central Park can be really beautiful. I know, that's what I'm saying. I feel I just, like you you've only been to New York once and you've been to Central Park briefly and I feel like you're you're I, really critical about you're being New York very City. Offensive. I wasn't trying to, but it was a nice I like I will say I don't when I went they didn't have like all the street performers and stuff. Yeah, all at once, it's also like a very huge park. So like different I things could be Central going park. on. Yeah. I, I do think I do think they were in the part we were at because not only the fountain at the end, but there was like that walk up of like all the benches on the side felt yeah. very much like where we had been, but where this, we were. But this is where I started to focus on Patrick Dempsey's suit and how <laughs> ill-fitting it was for him. It was such a boring, like plain just, suit off they, the rack. You know what it looked like? Do you remember there's that scene where she sees this, the, the, the small person and she goes, Grumpy. And like yeah. his suit looks a little big for him. Yeah. That's what it looked like only on Patrick Dempsey. Yeah, it looked like it just they just had to get him. suits from and men's like, warehouse really quickly. And I'm like, he's McDreamy. It like, wasn't give, tailored. It looked like it was yeah, just off the he's rack. He's McDreamy and he's a divorce lawyer in New yeah. York City in Manhattan. So, he needs a better suit. Hold on, Tara. This is me just talking to the audience for a second. But remember audience at the beginning when I said I kind of looked like James Marsden. And then throughout the movie, I found out that the whole time my wife went, ooh, Patrick Dempsey, the other lead and had nothing to say. <laughs> about james marsden not even once i'm sorry were you looking for that <laughs> a little bit and you were just like "Ooh, patrick dempsey like it was like okay i'm sorry <laughs> edward is just a little too perfect and i think he was made to look that way okay okay 
Uh, but yeah, so I had a real hard time. As <laughs> there was like going a mark the, on his shoulder. Yeah, at one like point, a she's chalk like, mark almost. Yeah, it was, it was. It was like, come on, guys, he needs a better suit than that. <laughs> he looks great at the end with the epaulets and the beast. Yes, he thing. looks that great looks really in that well in that suit. But this literally looked like, oh, we forgot to get him a suit. Let's what go size run. Yeah, what size are you? Let's go run to yeah. like the marshals or whatever and yeah. grab you a suit. But um. This is when they run into, uh, they're talking and they run into the vendor and it's Nathaniel and the apple. It's free caramel apple day. (laughs) Yeah, the caramel apple is the poison face from Snow White. Well, where she can't see it. Where she can't see it. Every time she turns it, it's facing us, the audience. And then they're walking away and Patrick Dempsey's explaining the reality of dating and blah, 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 blah. He says something and she throws it. And it lands on a bike's helmet and starts steaming and going through the bike. And helmet. later at the end of the song, Edward gets doesn't pay attention and runs mm-hmm. into these cyclists and he takes off his helmet and he's got a bald spot <laughs> from where the poison apple was, which is just intense. But then the song, that's how you know. This is my favorite song. I really like it. It's a very yeah, close second. It's but the so, other so good. And you said there were about 190 dancers and about 300 I, extras. I think the 90 I may have over-exaggerated, but there were definitely over a hundred dancers and okay. three hundred extras, and you said all the cheering at the end was pretty. Um, <laughs> it was everyone going, "Hooray, we finished!" Which yeah. isn't true. That was me making oh, a joke. I that thought that was actual, true. No, <laughs> but it was seventeen days of filming, and everything we saw was very bright and sunny. So if they only had seven days of sunshine, they probably did a lot of rehearsing because it is very choreographed. There's yeah. so much going on. I would almost rewatch that scene a couple times because you catch so many things in the background. Right, they have a. Bunch bunch of layers in the background of yes. almost every shot which is great like when they're on the boat and there's other boats that, like that yeah. had to be a very hard scene like to get the boats where they wanted to and to kind yeah. of like float in when they wanted mm-hmm. them to i don't know how they did that and as that's happening she at one point these doves come and give her these flowers shaped like a heart and she sends them to nancy and he's like <laughs> they're not going to know where nancy lives this is the part where Patrick Dempsey's little like asides are so funny. He's like, "Oh, everybody's." He's like, "How does everyone how do, know this?" How song? do you know this song? I've never I don't heard know this song. song. Yeah, he's got a lot of really good one liners. And you kind of catch him dancing a little at the end by yeah. the fountain. He's like bobbing, and then he catches himself and he stops. Uh, and so he gets a call from Nancy at the end of the song, and you can hear her say, "Oh my God, thank you for the flowers. I love mm-hmm. them. They're so beautiful." Well, we find out Nancy has like a. She, she's a fashion a designer of some designer, sort yeah. yeah and so they're there and she's so excited about the flowers and then she's she, like and we're getting tickets to a ball that's so unlike you it's so romantic yeah you find out that like nancy has wanted this thing and i talked about she this wants the like, prince charm not necessarily prince charming but the the whimsical romantic yeah. part of a relationship and i think they've both settled in ways that are like you know um that's the word i'm looking for kind of against their heart their romantic nature yeah and they I were think, like well this is a good fit yeah kind of a thing not that they don't like each other by any means right. but uh they like each other they don't love each other yeah and so then we cut back to nathaniel and edward in a hotel room a motel room and this the, is the the grand duke hotel which we think might be a cinderella reference maybe yeah it might be uh but this is when all the stuff on the TV we mm-hmm. were talking about earlier happens, and he was referring to the TV as a magic mirror. And this is when he clips Pip. He clips <laughs> him t- with the clips from a hanger. Yes. Where your pants would get clipped onto, which I hated that. But then Pip uses the hanger to his advantage to escape. Well, this is also where Nathaniel starts when they're watching that uh, soap opera where she's like, 
you have no spine. And it's Belle. And it's, yeah, it's Belle. Uh, and like, he, he kind of like talks about, she's like, I can't respect someone who has no self, uh, you know, can't, no, doesn't care about themselves. And like, that's when Nathaniel's turn starts coming. Well, and he like, even asks Prince Edward, do you like yourself? And he goes, what's, what's not, not to, to like? like? <laughs> uh, but he doesn't know, he doesn't seem conceited. Again, he it's just earnest. Seems, yeah, it's very, like, yeah, it's very, yeah. he's really great too. All of the lead, characters this, do such a fantastic this movie job movie could have easily been poor, poorly cast and poorly yeah acted or poorly delivered yeah, yeah there are lines everybody commits a hundred percent and i think it, it really works right uh so when they're in the restaurant the italian restaurant they have such an honest and genuine conversation and it, mm-hmm. he doesn't talk about his wife but this is where we find out that his wife left yes and that you know they started out romantic in love and it ended poorly Mm -hmm. but i do also like the like wait this is dinner we're talking about ourselves this is a date date, he's like yeah no 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 no, no. we're friends but that's how he described a date to her earlier on and and he's like in most states you don't bring your kid and her kid his kid is just over in the corner helping one of the owners fold Yes. Do you but, think it's because they go there a lot? Yes, because when Edward comes, when he hears on the TV where the restaurant was located, he goes across the street yeah, and that's where okay. he lives. So I think this is they like know each other. probably a couple nights a week. He probably goes there with right, Morgan. But, but they also make a comment of Giselle's like, she's so kind and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then he talks. He's like, he's like you know, she's, she's shy. very shy. She doesn't she doesn't, yeah, yeah, doesn't have a lot of friends. I was upset that there were no peppers on that pizza. There were three pieces of basil. So I don't know where there that was some fact... peppers in the salad. But like, uh, yeah, in the... that's a big stretch yeah. for a hidden Mickey. Uh, but anyway, this is where Nathaniel comes in as an Italian waiter. And he's like, from your secret admirer. And <laughs> this is when Patrick Dempsey's like, why are people just giving you stuff? Like all day, oh, yeah. she's been getting stuff for free. Uh, I also love when he goes, she's like, well, I'll just have one sip. And then Nathaniel goes, one sip is all it takes. And I'm like, if a waiter said that to me (laughs) or you, if he's like, someone sent you this drink and was like, one sip is all it takes. I'd be like, no, (laughs) I'd have my hand over that class Well, in Patrick Dempsey, he makes the joke that like, oh, they're poison. Like as in like, if you have one too many, they creep up on you, which apple teenies do creep up on you. I don't know if you've ever had an apple teeny. I've never had a red one. I've had green ones. I don't, I'm sure I've sipped one. I don't uh, think I've ever ordered one for myself. Yeah, but Pip comes to the rescue and then again, they think it's vermin and so it like causes this whole big scene and then when he throws the pizza that pip is underneath in the fire giselle thinks pip has died and so she's devastated and everyone's cheering because they think he saved them all from this like crazy vermin i think that gives nathaniel some confidence that he could be the hero yeah, I like think he it does because he stays at like, the restaurant. He's yeah. at the restaurant. People probably bought him drinks. Nathaniel's journey is one of my favorite parts yeah. of this movie that I think is easily overlooked. Yeah, so as they go back to the the apartment, Ryan noticed a Cinderella book in the background of mm-hmm. Morgan's room, and she's telling her story and talks about witnessing the wolf around his grandmother's house. And Morgan's like, that's not a version I've heard. She's like, Red tells it a little differently, yeah. <laughs> which I liked that little bit. I also like that because it's not like really a Disney character, but yeah, yeah, I like that. Uh, and so then her and Robert, her and Patrick Dempsey, they get into a fight and then she realizes she's angry and then she laughs because it's the first time she's ever been angry. Mm-hmm. And so she seems like she's really starting to enjoy 
all these different feelings and experiences that she's not been able to experience in the fantasy land. Well, they 100% almost kiss here. Yes. Not and, like, and it's and he's, I thought it was interesting that he's the one who's like, uh, and he walks he's away. He's like, oh, okay. And then like, yeah, he walks away into his bedroom and then it's clear that they both realize they have feelings for each other in this mm-hmm. moment. And then Edward's, when Edward finds her the next day, he goes to all the different apartments. <laughs> and when he finds her the next day and he comes into the apartment, he's swinging her all around and then he's singing and she doesn't finish it. Yes. And well, so she that, says it in a way. She he, he goes, you're not singing. And she goes, I guess I'm not. And she's just kind of yeah. like, I like her And turn. then she wants to go on a date. I like mm-hmm. that she's very much like, oh, I need to know if we're going to be compatible and get along. Edward on the date with the like. With all of the, the touristy. I love. The Statue of the Liberty Statue foam of Liberty. Yeah, hat. Yeah. yeah. But when she says goodbye to Robert and Morgan, it's so touching and so sad when she mm-hmm. says goodbye to them here before they go on their date. Mm-hmm. It's like, again, another really honest and genuine conversation. And then he says, before he leaves, Edward says, thank you for taking care of my bride, peasants. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, and then when she appears in the martini, Narcissa, she is talking to Nathaniel who's still at the restaurant. So it's clear he's spent the night there. Like people have probably bought him drinks or whatever, and he's still there. And when she leaves, all the glass explodes and Pip comes into the scene and he poops, which was such a weird moment. I'd already forgotten. Yeah, what happens? We We had to go back because it happened so quick. He get because he was trapped in like the tip jar. Yeah. And and I guess he gets blown out of it when the glass explodes. And he looks at Nathaniel. It's like, and like a little turd comes out. Yeah. And we were like, wait, it's what? Like, that didn't need to be there. We got we got a new larger television. I think that's the only reason. You think we that's the reason it, we saw it's, it? Uh, such a look. It's uh, already pain. It's already making its pain back. Yeah. You know. So we could bring that to you live here first, <laughs> listeners. Um, uh, but then we go back to the divorce. We go back to the office of the attorneys and. They're, the couple is not fighting. They're holding hands. They're like, no, we don't want to go through with this. Like, mm-hmm. we're in love. Like, she reminded us of all the good times and why should we, you know, forget about all of those and not focus on all of those. And you made a good point that it would have been nice if they said something to the effect of, you, we know we have a lot of work of ahead of us. Yeah, instead of just being like, oh, no, we're in love again. Because I think this movie teeters dangerously close on being like, divorce is not the right answer. And it's like, sometimes divorce needs to happen. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, I you know, like, I think people, like, like, there's, I think the idea of this movie is like, you should let more romance, like romantic in like the big term, not just love romance, but like these kind of fantastical. And the whimsical, ro- yeah. yeah, the whimsical parts of life, but I let think, it into your life more I'm often. I'm interested to see if the other part of the movie, like I hope they don't get divorced in the other one. Like I like them together, but maybe that's the story is they start considering Yeah, it'll it. be but interesting think, for the sequel. I think they need to also be like, yeah, sometimes people aren't meant to be together. Like, Patrick Dempsey and his first wife weren't meant to be together, and that's yeah. what happens, and that's unfortunate. But yeah. I, I, I wish they would have done that a little bit more here. But so still pretty good considering. Yeah. So then they finish their touristy date, and oh, that's the other bit. This is another good line where she's like, "Did you like your hot dog?" And then he looks, he looks so like he's concerned because he's out. like he ate a dog, and she's like, "Oh no, 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 that's what they call it here. It's not a real dog." Uh, but then he's like, so we can go back home. And she's like, well, can we do one more thing first? And she talks about the ball and he says, fine, we'll do the ball. And then she goes to Morgan and she says, I need your help. And, and she gets the credit She goes, card. this is, dad says this is only for emergencies and this is an emergency. And it's like a gold Amex card mm-hmm. and then they go shopping. Uh, and they use Robert's credit card as they go shopping. And 
this is where they have that conversation. You know, is this what it's like shopping with your mother? And we don't know anything about Giselle's mother, but she says, I don't know. I've never been shopping with well, my yeah, mother. It could also be a line that's like, they've never been shopping because she's from a that's a good point. world. Yeah. And there's not shopping in and she references Malaysia or whatever. Yeah, and she references stepmothers and she goes, well, don't believe what you hear. I know a very a lot of very nice stepmothers and I hear Edward's stepmother's lovely, although I've never met her. And then it cuts to her fantastic an- entrance and we've not said who the voice is susan saran well because it's not well, just the voice it's, it's the voice. a, li- it's a also, live performance yeah and her makeup in this oh, is everything so she's good. so good as this character and then this is when we see nathaniel in the cab and he's calling the radio which is a funny bit that's because it's like cause he it, just didn't need to be dressed up yeah like, i don't like that he was yeah. dressed up uh but he calls in to a radio show essentially calls frazier and he uh thank you, thank you for plugging you're welcome craniacs uh also everywhere you get your podcasts but uh he calls in for advice and so he's talking about his relationship with narcissa as she like appears and she finds him because the woman's like uh she's like you need to have a talk with her and really get to understand how she feels about you and the narcissist enters the scene and goes hello worthless miss something me. like that i yeah. think she's she's the evil queen and um uh maleficent, maleficent. and you had somebody else you, you, oh, said, wait, you t- said lady Tremaine. i said a little bit of lady Tremaine, but you said There's a touch a, of yzma i think she's got some yzma like yeah. fashion sense like, an yzma energy a little yeah. bit yeah it's really good but uh, so there's this whole shopping montage and you made a good point when they go to this ball. It's like a period style ball. So everybody is in clothing from what era would you say? I don't know. I think it's all over the place. I don't think it's necessarily it's not one specific, specific but, it's, but it's, it's, it's there's people. It looks like um, French Revolution yeah. type stuff. And so she is in a very modern dress. And I was like, well, that's interesting. But you made the point of that's her fantasy. She's never been in something like that. That's, She's that's never, her dressing up. That's ju- her that's, yeah, that's being her, in costume. Exactly. Yeah. Which and would it's have been my beautiful. thesis paper in some English. If I had to do an English thing on this. Yeah. I said it was it's so. a beautiful dress. And it reminds me if anyone's seen my best friend's wedding. Uh, Julia Roberts' character, her dress, it's this, It's not the same dress, but right. the color is similar. I really like the, the color. The face I just gave you was to say, I believe the Venn diagram of people who listen to our podcast and have seen my best friend's wedding is a pretty big overlap. <laughs> like, I would be shocked. I, if, like, have you seen it, though? Yeah, I, I think everyone saw it. I, I saw it I, in I don't, the theater. I don't remember much about it. I remember them singing in the... With the lobster With the lobster hands. Yes, <laughs> in the, the Yeah, in the restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they are all dancing. He's surprised she's there. Nancy's surprised she's there. And then the conductor gives very specific instructions that you are to dance with someone you didn't show up with. Which is such a, it's like, please be with someone you didn't come with for the king and queens. Like, if they just would have said, like, the next song is for someone you didn't show up with. But then it's like, well, the they most didn't even tender. need to do that. They could have just, like, done a dance that was like, you switch partners. Yeah, or and something. They didn't need I don't that. know. They didn't need that in there. But anyway, because, the, because it was like the king and queen's dance, and then it was the most tender, like I love the person I'm currently yeah. dancing with. But I will say, this is when we notice Patrick Dempsey is singing to her. Because yes, and he whispers in her ear too. So he's, I think, singing to her in her ear as yeah. well, which is a very which was sweet the, moment. Well, that was a big thing he said because she he comes in, she sing. goes, 
Yeah, he goes, I don't dance early. She goes, I thought you said you couldn't dance. He says, I said, I don't dance. I didn't say I couldn't. Couldn't dance. And yeah, and he says, he's similarly when they're singing in the park. Although that like dance they do where they're doing like, it starts off as a national thing and they start like doing like weird a moves. A shimmy and <laughs> yeah. Like, what well, is Patrick this? Dempsey, or they didn't, but everyone around them did. Let's talk about Adina Menzel's hair real quick. I did not care for I it. I loved it. <laughs> I did not care for it. I just don't think it looked good on her. I thought it looked, I mean, I don't think it, I don't, th- if she wore it with like another dress to like some other event, it would look ridiculous, but I think it was perfect for what they for were that, doing. For yeah, that, yeah, I guess. Uh, then we see Susan Sarandon, she shows up as an old woman and she's horrifying those teeth. Uh, she's she so good. Teeth. She hams it up. It's fantastic. She does this like lit tongue thing through the teeth. Through the which gums. Is, apparently when they were shooting, like they got her ready and they did a couple like run throughs just like with their script talking mm-hmm. to each other and <laughs> amy adams was like i can't look at you <laughs> like this is too much yeah and she kept doing like the tongue thing she's like Ugh. well and then and she peers like, behind her with her eyes yes. like wide she definitely she knows where the camera is and she just I, she I makes the most like, of it i don't think it looks like susan sarandon at all no i like, don't either i did not recognize her at all it was really really good yeah. and then this is where nathaniel stands up for himself and he comes clean um, I did that thing where suddenly I was worried we weren't recording. Oh Sorry. Are we? Are, we? Are, we, are, we are. Okay. So she talks her into biting into an apple and then Nathaniel comes clean. <laughs> she throw, no, wait. First she throws her over her shoulder and is just taking her out. Oh, and then that's right. Edward. No, no, no. Uh, yes. No. Edward. Edward is the prince. Robert is. Yes. James Marsden opens the thing and it's like, mother, what are you doing here? And she's like trying to convince her. Oh, she fainted. Don't worry. And then Nathaniel. She swooned. Yes. And Nathaniel, that's when he comes out and it's just like, you're lying. Yeah. And I had a part in it and I I feel really bad about that. And the apple rolls and hits. I keep referring Patrick Dempsey. So you keep going back and forth between Mm -hmm. that and Robert, but it hits Robert's foot and he looks up and that kind of clues him into what's going on. And so everyone around thinks it's part of like the ball, that it's part of the show. And, uh, they realize that true love's kiss have mm. till the stroke of midnight for true love's kiss to wake her up. And Edward kisses her first and like kisses her a couple times. Because it doesn't work. And Tara goes, poor Amy Adams. I'm like, oh yeah, poor Amy Adams. <laughs> it was just Again, she was like, oh, look how her. poor Amy Adams. Was. She has to kiss the one that looks like my husband. That's not what I meant. <laughs> and you know it. Uh, but then Patrick Dempsey's like, no, it can't be me. And Edward's like, we have to save her. And then Nancy says, it's okay. Kiss her. Yeah. Like, we, like everybody has realized at this point, like you two have feelings for each other. I like, see, this is what I'm talking about. Like we talked about like there being a good villain in Disney movies. I think there's a lot of stuff to say in this where it's like, in older Disney movies, like the ex-girlfriend would have been the bad guy. The other yeah. prince would have been the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And none of them are bad guys. It's just one focused bad guy. Yeah. And we get a good story with that. That's kind of what I'm looking for, I think. Oh, uh, moving forward when yeah. we're talking. Not necessarily yeah. everyone, but I would like to see a good villain. Yeah. And so she then turns into a dragon and we both agree that she is way too chatty as a dragon. Yes, I we'll get through this part because this to me is the most boring part. I but don't I will have any say, real notes about it. The part I really liked about this is she goes down there and there, and then Nathaniel and Edward like in step go at her, and it's not like yes. Nathaniel has elevated himself to a hero. Yes, and I think that's really like a cool. That's probably my favorite part about his journey. I don't know why, but I like that the both of them are like equals and going at yeah, her. Yeah, and, and they both also, get blown back. But. Yeah, and also. 
Giselle leaves a shoe, so Cinderella mm-hmm. leaves a shoe, but she goes to save yeah. Robert Which with is the cool. sword. I think it's an okay scene. I, I, she I doesn't agree. do I as much saving as I would like her to do when she's up there. Well, there no one does much of anything. She like Pip is the one it's who. All, it's just a CGI like overdone. I don't know. So she, but she tries to catch him. Yeah, she she and, she tries to catch him. Nerissa falls and dies and turns, turns into, into glitter. glitter. I guess she could have gone back to wherever she didn't, you know. Yeah. Know. Um, yeah. We don't know what exactly happens to her when she turns to glitter, but she tries to catch him and they're in the rain, like the night they first met and they kind of like mm-hmm. quote one another yeah, from the lines goes, at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. So this is kind of the epilogue where Adina Menzel is sitting there and she's like upset. And then Nathaniel, no, 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 sorry. Edward comes in and is like, puts the shoe on her and they realize they're perfect for each other so they yeah. run off and they go to go back to being animated and they get married they get married but she's got her cell phone which is a dumb joke but i do like the like i like that she's a modern woman in in that wherever, fairy tale and I land hope we get to see more of yeah that. i hope we do too i also would have loved it wouldn't have really fit but it was funny to think about when uh Giselle and Robert are back at the apartment. He goes on his computer and looks at his credit card bill. And it's a very Home Alone <laughs> 2 moment where Kevin's dad is like, Giselle! Kevin, you spent $972 on room service or whatever it was. I just think that would have been funny. Uh, but it's, it's oh, the very end. One more note. Uh, the very end, we see that she opens a dress shop and it looks like it's all for children. But Angela from Bones, for any Bones fans out there. for like two seconds. As like an assistant or a dressmaker or something. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's very weird. Uh, Nathaniel writes a book about uh, a, a, my royal pain and it's like how to defeat the... The evil, evil queen, queen in all of you. In all of you. It's really Pip great. writes a book about silences and golden. Yeah. Um, it, you know, it ends with them kind of like being as a family unit and then. Yeah. Kind of playing yeah, make believe a- in Morgan's bedroom at the end, mm-hmm. which is really sweet. It's great. It's this really movie's great. great. I it's love also it. one that I would say if you enjoy it, it's worth owning it on Blu-ray or DVD because there are a lot of extras, including a sing-along, I believe. There's a sing-along, a but trivia. There's this weird thing. It's trivia, but it's the guy. It's the guy who played the 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 small person for a little bit. Oh. Um, and he comes and he's like, "All right, now here's like I don't know why. Yeah, I, it's very bizarre. We watched it uh a little bit." <laughs> With what little consciousness remained. After yes, that. after the night when we were drinking and playing instruments. But uh, we watched it on Disney Plus tonight. But I will say there's a lot of good extra features. So if you're very into this movie, it is worth purchasing, I think. Well, so let's real quick go over the episode questions. How was the princess? Wonderful. Oh, Top she was tier. great. Loved yeah, her. Loved her. Because she's a, an amalgamation of all the greatness we of ta- other princesses. Yeah, we yeah. talked about how they wanted to focus her as a princess from ones in the past. And I think they did a good job with that. How was the prince? He wasn't my favorite character, but he definitely had an arc and he was such a good straight man to set up her funniness and funny on his own right. And such a better prince than most of the princes in those movies we're referencing. Prince Philip doesn't really have a personality. Snow White's prince doesn't really. I'm talking about Robert. I'm talking about Patrick Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, okay, okay. Because I will also say, the th- we talked about this in the, that that movie starts with the end of other or the end of a fairy so tale. So it was kind of like what happens afterwards, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, no, I agree. I like I like Robert, and I think he. I think you don't have this movie without Amy Adams, but you also don't have it without him. I think. I, he, think. I think he's possibly my least 
Uh, he's above Ad- Adina Menzel, who I think is also good. I think everyone in this movie is good. He's oh, at the I lower really liked end. him, but I, I like also him like him as an actor. So right, I think he's at the lower end of a stellar cast. Yeah, that's perfectly done, and it, and uh, it's still very high marks for him. I think he yeah. carries this well. I think he's charming while also being a realist. Like I think he does it pitch perfectly, and like mm-hmm. I don't necessarily like him in everything else I've ever seen him. And I think he does some characters very well. Yeah, but sometimes he gets put into like kind of generic roles. But he's mm. and he's kind of generic here. But I also really really like him. Like I think yeah. he plays it very well. He 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 doesn't overstay his welcome. He doesn't. I don't know. I, I don't know. Because I feel like everybody else I can watch and they're doing characters and they're having more fun. I think he had a harder job because he has to be a real person. Whereas Amy Adams got to overact. Yeah. In a way and that so was did good. Nathaniel and so did Edward. And, and so did, yeah. you know, uh, Susan Sarandon got to ham this up in yeah. a way that was probably so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So speaking of which, let's talk about them, the sidekicks and the henchmen. I, I love Nathaniel. I oh, think his story, Nathaniel's great. This, I love Pip. Obviously, mm-hmm. I talked about it. Yeah, I really like them a lot. Also, I had a fact about it being Patrick Dempsey's debut for singing. They must have talked about that. Must have been the fact about the song that got cut because he doesn't sing. Well, he sings a little bit, but not really. Yeah. Um, favorite musical number we've gone over that. Does mm-hmm. it hold up? Uh, female character agency. I think this is a really good movie for a female character that is the, the traditional princess without it feeling because I feel like there's. The, the the quick hand of like how do you make a strong female oh well she she kicks butt yeah and Giselle doesn't kick butt but she's like she goes on a journey she learns about herself she learns like yeah she learns to stand up for herself and what she wants out of a partner in mm-hmm. life she realizes she's she's kind of found that and what's important to her and I think she's really good with Morgan I love when she's reading the important women book like the second night she's staying with yes. Them. Um, drinking and smoking. We talked about there's a lot of drinking in this. And we don't really see people drinking. It's just alcohol is being served. Well, one sip is all it takes, Tara. <laughs> um... I just, I just am imagining a world where someone says that to us, and I'm just like, like slap the drink out of your hand, like that is is formaldehyde you're drinking or something. <laughs> uh, ethnic representation, we've talked about our issues with that. There's yes. not a lot of black people in this movie, not a lot of people of color. Also, period. that the the there are the couple, the divorced couple, divorced couple, and then people in the most diverse part is the bus a lot of driver the yeah it's like more yeah. the people living in new yeah. york in the background um guns and firearms i mean there's a lot of sword play but there so uh let's do i'm very very excited i know to, to read is it narcissa narissa narissa i think i was saying narcissa <laughs> it's, it's so i've probably said it wrong this whole podcast it, i should have looked this up sooner it's fine it's fine narissa, narissa. all right so let's start with frightening I don't think she was very frightening. I think it's the old woman. She That's an excellent point. Is. See, I keep forgetting that's the same character. Yeah, and I think as the old woman in the animated she is too. She's more in real life in the real world in New York. I'm going to give her a 3, I think. Okay. You know, like I think previously I was going to give her like a 1, but now that you brought up that she's the hag, I think the hag is disturbing. I might give her a two i don't think that's actually for i mean i'm gonna give her a two okay uh funny i i mean she's i i think she's i think nathaniel's the humor i think she's funny like she's like hey worthless and i like when she's like just slap her just slap like that's yeah i will say she loses points as soon as she turns into a dragon 
Yes, I. Uh, she has some go away heat as a dragon for me, actually. Interesting, interesting. Uh, um, I'll give her a two. I don't even know that I thought she was that funny. I'm going to give her a one. I think I overgave her frightening and I'm under giving her, but that's okay. fine. It'll even out. Uh, fierce. I'm going to give her a five. Yeah, her outfit is fantastic. Fierce. I just everything about her. She has this energy, this confidence. She's yeah. really great. She is definitely up there. Um, Effective. I mean, she, she poisons her. She throws her down a well. She throws <laughs> her down She's like, what's your plan? I'm going to shove her in a well. She gets, she does get rid of her and she does poison her. I mean, she tries to get rid of her and she suddenly, I mean, I think it's, I don't think it's a five. I think it's a four though. I think okay. she does. She completes the majority of her plan. It's just yeah. Edward finds out if Edward didn't find out. Right. Yes. Uh, design. I think she's a four or five. Yeah, I really, her crown is really cool. Her headpiece is like really cool. Mm -hmm. Looking at her costume, like there's pieces of her headpiece that are on like the bodice and it's got this iridescent quality. It's not purple, it's not teal, it's not blue. Yes. I'm also going to give her a five, I think, because not only is she so distinctive, but like she's she immediately stands out. You would go, that's a Disney villain. Because yes. she's, she's taking the concepts from other people. Yeah, I'm going to give her a five part. for design. I think they yeah. they really did a good job. And also making her from the animated, I liked her animated version better than I liked Amy Adams' animated, animated version. Well, I think they tried harder to make her look like Susan Sarandon. Like I think oh, I, I saw see. something where they were talking about like they wanted to, Well, why to, wouldn't they have, because it's not exactly Susan Sarandon's likeness. Well, like, why wouldn't the same thing apply? Because I don't think there's not like a Disney. I mean, you don't see her in the Disney villain stuff, first off. But I don't think there's as there's as the Disney princesses is like once you're an official Disney princess, they sell eight billion. That's things a good point. Yeah. Um, so we got both fives for design. Um, go away. heat. you gave her a two. I didn't come up with a number yet, but she has go away heat as the dragon. I think a two is fine. Yeah, I'm the same. I really. I think half of those, over half of those lines could have been cut and that scene in general could have been trimmed down. And I think she's a three or a four of yes factor for me. I don't think she's a five because I'm not like nervous because we both went like, what's her name again? Yeah, I'm going to give her a three. I, you've seen this movie more than I have. Yeah. I get excited each time. I, this may only be my second or third viewing of this movie. So I think I've only seen it one or two times more than you. So not like a yeah. time. I don't like watch it a lot when you're not around. Yeah, so uh, I'll... Why don't you give her a three and I'll give her a four? Well, I don't like gaming the system. I don't think that's gaming. I mean, yeah, I guess it but I, I, yeah, I wasn't not excited about her, but I wasn't like really super pumped for her. I was pumped for the scene that Pip and imitating <laughs> that, Nathaniel. That scene has a five. Um, yes, has a five for me. So let me tabulate this, and I'm going to tell you right now. Uh, listeners, she's pretty high. She has a 23.5, which I feel like it's been a while since we've had a 23. Yeah. Okay. So with a 23.5, that makes her our number 17. Oh. Right between Radigan and Hades. Okay. Above Radigan, but below Hades. I feel good about that. I do too. I wish she was a little higher. I actually wish she was just slightly higher because if she was too higher, she'd be nestled between Yzma and Madame Medusa, oh, that would which be, would be perfect. That would be perfect for her, but, <laughs> but yeah, I think pretty she's good. in I a think good we did spot. a pretty good job with her. Mm -hmm. um, last thing, uh, I, I know the answer to this because we do own this movie. Yeah, oh, it's on the shelf. Absolutely, this yeah. is on the shelf. Well, guys, this is the end of season two. It has been a wild ride, and we are thinking about how we're going to do season three, but I promise you we will be back. 
Yeah, we, you know, if you've listened to our 100th episode, you know, we're really excited for things to come. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're excited a little bit about a break, uh, just because we have some life changes going on. Uh, (laughs) So it's kind of nice to take a little pause, take a little break, take some time. But uh, we are really pumped uh, to see to uh, talk to everyone. I guess I I was about to say see, but we don't see you. Uh, (laughs) To keep this going for season three and especially to open it with Princess and the Frog. We're really pumped for that to be the first episode. Very excited. I mean, let's talk real quick. What are some stuff coming up? I'm excited to see Tangled finally. Yes, we're going to watch Tangled in the break. So we will have like a baseline so we can watch it, enjoy it as an experience and then do all the research we do. So yes, I'm very excited for Tangled. I know you're excited for Moana. I love I uh, that I one like I've seen Moana, a lot. But like, You've only seen it once. Yeah. I've seen it a ton of times. Why have you seen it a ton of times? Well, this I is, watched it. We're not it going with, off into something else, but did you watch it? I watched it, it with um Kelly's Kelly's girls. Okay. And then I've also that was one I watched after I had uh surgery. That was mm-hmm. one of my like feel good Disney movies to watch. I have something I'd like to proclaim now that you know, maybe you'll be able to do, but you're a music therapist. You understand the power of music. I would like, and and watching a lot of like videos for this because Adina Menzel's in it, I was shown a lot of few seconds of her singing Frozen, right? Mm. And a lot of like, did you know that she's the, the, you know, like all the things. I would like to musically figure out why that song is so, like every time I hear it, I'm like, yes. Like it's so like, I'm like. I'm sure the chord progression, I'm sure there's something to do with the chord progression. I'm sure there's. It gets to me. I might, yeah, maybe I'll do some little rabbit hole side homework research. research. I think that yeah. is something. But guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, before season three, we're going to get you a couple episodes. We'll see, you'll hear The Iron Giant. You'll hear Batman Mask of the Phantasm. And then we'll be back to hopefully uh, finish out our Disney season. Which is wild. Wild. Really excited about it and really crazy that it's here. Yep. So. Well, we'll see you next time, guys. Thanks for listening. Take care, listeners. Thanks for listening to Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. If you want to tell us your favorite Disney villain and why it's guest on, send us an email at trprincessdiaries at gmail.com. Or you can send a tweet about how great Maleficent is to at TRP Diaries. Check out our Facebook group by searching for Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries are available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Overcast, and many more. Wherever you hear us, please be our knight in shining armor and give us a five-star review. Thanks again, and until next time, remember to always live happily ever after.